Welcome to For the Love of God podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! <laughs> that makes me shake my booty every time. <laughs> and I'm not a booty shaker. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. This is For the Love of God podcast, and your host, Jason Lombrick, and here, as usual, Rick Rieger and Nathan Jewell. How are you huh. doing today, Jason? I'm fantastic. How are you? See, you always ask first. I just had to break in there. <laughs> I know. Man, having a fantastic day, and it's even getting better now that we're uh, you know, hanging out together. Absolutely. This is like one of my favorite times of the week, just kind of getting together with the guys and just shooting the breeze. I like it. I agree 100%. Between this and like, see, I get to hang out with Jason twice during the week. Three it, times. Well, you know, if you outside, outside, outside <laughs> of church. Okay. Yeah, we got the podcast night and then we got, you know, worship practice night. Worship practice. Which is my two favorite nights of the week now. Mine too. So today, folks, we have Would You Rather... News with Nate about yeah. what is it about? There's some pretty pretty interesting things happening. There's some mm. church splits in the news. Church splits. Is that they, like a banana split? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll find out more in a minute, right? Absolutely. Also, we're going to talk about the state of Michigan. Now, not the state of Michigan, but the state of Michigan. Songs of the week and the pastor's thought of the week. The what? The pastor's thought of the week. Did I say pastor? Yes, you I've did. been doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I only challenged you because you encouraged us to do so. I have to uh, get old back to, old to fire my therapist. Old habits die hard. <laughs> I'm let me tell you. Okay, so um, I think we should just start this out with some would you rather. All right, let's do it. Let's have a little fun. Let's rock. Would you rather... You know oh that? and oh, see now now all of us are just shaking too much here. This that, is a, that we had a dance go thing going here. <laughs> it's got a little rhythm to it. I mean, so, you can't help it. I know that with that little jingle. <laughs> it's a very rhythmic show. Um, so, Rick, you have a would you rather question this week? Yeah, just uh, you know, doing my thing today, and I, I just was thinking about all these strange would you rather's, these fun and interesting, and so uh, God kind of put one in my mind. Would you rather? If you had to go 30 days without one thing, would you rather go 30 days without the Word of God, so you couldn't read it, no access at all, or 30 days without praying? Wow. Hmm. I feel bad for those who are listening and think, well, you know what? In the last 30 days, I haven't done much praying and haven't done much Bible reading either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shame on you. See now, well then, there's someone who doesn't understand why. That's true. We tend to right. do we tend to do things that we believe in. We tend to do things when we know why it's important. Uh, if you if you're not in the Word every day, it's probably because you've never been in the Word every day and you don't know the value. You don't realize how awesome it is. And of course, if you've not prayed every day, you probably won't know how good it is. So yeah, but if you have, this is going to be a tough choice. See, for me, the the marathon. Uh, the way that I do the, my, my study with the, the Word is not necessarily every day, but I'll do marathon sessions. Like I'll sit down and do three hours or four hours and, and just maybe I'll break it into two two-hour sessions where I'm preparing for the weekly Bible study, and that's kind of my time. Um, I love how deep you can go during that time, but I, I have to admit living without that time would be rough because it is so refreshing to the mind and to my soul to spend that time in the Word of God. But at the same time, my prayer life, you know, it might just be every night before bed or when I have a moment where I'm thankful for something. But that's kind of kind of time I, I, I value as well. But if I had to choose one over the other, I think I'd give up the prayer. Hmm. Ooh, interesting. It yeah. is only 30 days. It's not like you're out right. forever. But it's yeah. true. 30 days. Um, it's a would you rather, right? Not... Not what I would rather do. So I I I would give up the word for thirty days because 
I pray more than I read the word. I read the word hmm. every, hmm. not every day. Um, I get the word every day, whether it's someone speaking scripture to me through watching a sermon on 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 television or or church, and I read several times a week. Um, but I pray several times a day, hmm. and having that relationship with the Lord, that open conversation right. is very important in my life. Right. Right. You know, uh, for me, it was, it's kind of easier for me. I, you know, I've been a Christian for a while. Uh, I guess I was thinking about it in the, in the opening there. I'm, I guess I would be a seasoned, seasoned. Christian and that's because I've got a lot of pepper and paprika and all that, <laughs> but no, <laughs> but since I've been a Christian longer and I've been in the word a lot, you know, the, the thing that happens is you ha- you, you hide a lot of scripture in your heart, which is what we're supposed to do as we right. meditate, as we meditate on the word of God, we memorize, we, you know, it becomes part of who we are. So I could go 30 days without the word and still be able to meditate on the word because I've got so many, so much scripture memorized, but I, you can't you know, prayer, it's a, it's a two-way thing, too. And I wouldn't want to miss, you know, God has given us this great gift of the Holy Spirit, which means not only can we pray, but we also hear. It's a two-way conversation. The Spirit of God talks to us. I need that constant reassurance. I need that constant input in my life. And so I don't know that I could go through or would want to go 30 days without that. So, right, yeah, I would choose prayer over uh, the Word for 30 days. Yeah. So what is next on the Would You Rather list? Well, glad you asked, Rick. Glad you asked, Rick. (laughs) Here in door number three, uh, name the animals or build the ark. Name the animals or build the ark. Hmm. I can go first if you want. Go for it. I'd rather build the ark. Oh, I love the idea of like putting things together yeah. and building, um, which is odd because I don't do it for a profession. I work on computers all the time. <laughs> Literally sit at my desk and just, it's all the cerebral. This would but, be easier for us to take if you were like a, you know, a carpenter or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. No, but I do like hooking things up and connecting things and, and yeah. making them work. Making them work, yeah. yeah. Building computers, that kind of thing. I really enjoy it. Just the idea of creating something with your hands that is has got a semblance of permanence to it. You know that, that you that you were built. There's something satisfying in that, right? Yeah, I like to build things myself. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he's a cook. Well, yeah, true. I I've I've been a few things in my life um before cooking um i very short very short almost a sneeze in my life i built houses and really um, yeah jason the home builder big houses like mansions it was pretty awesome um and uh i was also a machinist for about three or four years. You really are the jack of all trades. Yeah. I ran every machine in the machine shop, mills, lathes, everything. Um, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. I like working with steel. Um, I like screwing things together. I like the sound it makes. That <laughs> I don't know why. Now, there's not, there's something you don't hear every day. Right. I like the sound of steel on steel. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, see, if you hear that from most men, it's like the sound of clashing of swords yeah. or something like right. that. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> nope. Just like lids coming together, yeah. screwing things together. It's awesome. I would be terrible at naming things. So I'll probably work on the arc. Um but if I had any input on changing a few animals' names, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I agree. I'm not even going to go there, but there are many animals. <laughs> I have to pause you right there. Like, what what animals do you want to change the name of? Well, maybe the zebra. Why? Well, it seems. I mean, wh- why a zebra? <laughs> why? <is> he- <laughs> 
Sounds like a logical question. Why zebra? Why zebra? See, I'm okay with zebra, but you know, I'm with Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. He said that. Uh, he said, you know, who named the sperm whale? I mean, it sounds like something a five year old would do. You know, he's like any name but that. So yeah, there's several animals, but that's sperm yeah, whale right up at the top. Right I never there. even thought about the sperm whale. That's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. Poor guy. No wonder they're so. Wonder no wonder they make those goofy sounds. <laughs> Somebody called me a sperm whale. <laughs> uh, Crazy, yeah. Or uh, orangutan. I mean, everybody calls it orangutan, right? But yeah. it's not. Or how about the possum? It's it's technically opossum. Opossum, <laughs> right? And I've heard many say it that way. And I'm like, well, you're wrong. That's not how you say it. what. I, technically, it is. I believe opossum. Granted, I am not. An English major, so well, out of my, I'm definitely out of my bailiwick right now. But <laughs> bailiwick, you're not an English major, and you just use the word bailiwick. I I'm so sorry. Credit. For How about that. wheelhouse? We'll go back. <laughs> up, we'll dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> well, possum is very. Uh, they 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 really get the short end of the stick a lot. I mean, you see a possum, and it's like you almost freak out. It looks they look like little demons. <laughs> Um, that is a pretty accurate description they, of that. Their eyes are typically glowing. Their teeth are absolutely gnarly. Um, they're just nasty. And you, at first sight, you you freak out. And then you go, oh, possum. <laughs> uh, but um, See, now, if I was naming the animal, I'd look at that and thought, okay, there's the garbage face. You're ugly. We're going to call you garbage face. There's a, there's a meme going around, speaking of garbage face, that they call it the trash panda for the raccoons. Like, there are some cool names of that you could replace right. if you have that opportunity. That is true. So The I, trash panda. So are you are you so naming? Names? I am not going to name. I it would be terrible. I would name them terrible things. And yes, I do love to. Uh, I would have been so. Of course, I'd have been proud. That would have been bad. Uh, you know, pride is you know not necessarily a good thing before God. You want to be humble. But I would have been like you know, hey. I did this, man, and it's floating. It's not even sinking. Of course, you know, you, you start getting too prideful. God put a big hole in it, and then you start sinking, right? But, uh, yeah, I, I think it would. The only thing is, is, you know, poor Noah had to take some guff. Yeah. He's out in the middle of the desert building a ship. Boat, yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's big. For those times, it's a ship. Right. There's no water around, and it has never rained. <laughs> right. But, but but guys, but neighbors, <laughs> no, 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 seriously. God told me to build this ship. <laughs> Noah, you're crazy. You know, yeah, it had to be terrible for him. Yeah. You know, for our listeners, uh, I know Bill Cosby is kind of persona non grata these days, but uh, if you've never heard his comedy skit on Noah, you should look that one up. That's actually pretty good. I actually forget that. It's been so long since I've heard it. I, it literally probably back in the 80s, I think, the last time I heard that. But good stuff, nonetheless. So you're going to build the ship as well? I'm going to build the ship. I guess we're building the ship. Going to build the, the ship. three of us. Three we'll musketeers. We'll be the, the three ship builders. I'll leave Adam with the whole naming thing. And Too many it, animals. It would be just, uh, I don't know, that would be crazy. And I, since it's the Ark, I mean, technically we'd be the three holy ship builders, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. Um, oh, I got a lot. I got the eyes for that one. Okay. Now, here's here's a thing I want to add because all the animals that we have today, thousands and thousands of years later, weren't there then because we've had animals mingle with each other and create different species. And, Certainly, and insects Certainly. doing the same thing and whatnot. Certainly. So, who's naming the new ones? Scientist. I guess they just. I just saw it in the news a couple of days ago that they found a new species of spider in Florida. Really? And so I thought, hey, I think this is good time for legislation to get Florida chopped right off and get it to float out in the ocean because <laughs> we don't need any more spiders. Oh yeah, you have a fear of spiders. Oh yeah, I just don't think. Well, it's I don't a know, fear. I, no, it's not. No, I just think they're hideous. I mean, I don't. It's not that I'm afraid of them. I just think they should all be dead. Spiders and, and they kind of like <laughs> they're very worthwhile though. They kill a lot of you insects. Know, I, I try to keep telling myself that. That's kind of what I was, I don't where like I was going with either. the possums. I'm with you. 
I, you know, I believe that I think I heard a wise man once say, I woke up in the morning and I went to the bathroom and saw a spider in my bathtub. And so I took a tissue and gently burned my house down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Florida's got to go. I'm sorry. Or, sorry, Florida. Know, I don't know about we love you. Florida. They're the one of the only good states we have. <laughs> I know. It, and I'm telling you, for no other reason. I don't want them to go. I just can't have more spiders in the United States. It just can't happen. So I think we got to work on that legislation. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> sorry. Florida. We love you people. But sorry, you got to go. Okay, last one. Um, I had it here. Oh, be in prison for over two years or be swallowed by a whale. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh the, those are not, no. Can we get a third choice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like either of those. I don't either. So was Jonah married? Jonah lived through that, right? Yeah, he, well, he, so, did, he did. Uh, yeah, he lived through so it. So I'll take the whale. <laughs> I mean, think of the stories. But in his stomach, gross. Uh, yeah. That Can is you imagine the, the fishy that, smell? Was it a sperm whale? The- <laughs> <laughs> it you- was, uh, well, we know it was pretty good size because, you know, he hung out in his stomach. But mm-hmm. uh, the stomach juices and the, you know, because even if God, you know, obviously God saved him from being consumed and being, you know, right. uh, what do you call it? Absorbed or digested. broken down, digested. There's the word I'm looking for. Uh, but at the same time, gross, you know. Yeah. I don't that, know if he took the smell out. That's the one story in the Bible that I'm like, hmm. You don't think you'd ever get the smell out of those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm, how do you get the smell out of your skin? I that's mean, that's true. a lot of bathing right there. Yeah, I mean, of course, that was a lot, a lot shorter time. Two so years is a long mar- time in prison. If if I've yeah. always thought it like this way, if I have to make that choice, I'm going to think: Am I married or am I not married? Because if I'm married, I want to go to prison because my wife will be able to understand that I've been away because I was in prison. Whereas if you're away for two years. Because you're in the belly of a whale. Well, now we're not two Which, years. <laughs> we're only three. It's the you know three days, right? In the in the whale. Yeah, we're no in, in the scenario. You're are in we a position? No, we, no. It's two years in prison, or or three get days. swallowed by the whale for two years. No, no, just for or three get, days. Okay, so it's only for three days. Okay. Yeah, that changes my perspective. He was bit. in that whale for three days. I don't know the. Story. I believe it's three days. Yeah, yeah, I think it was three days. Yeah. I don't know that. More Bible trivia that I'm sitting here thinking now, you are right there, Pastor Rick. You should know this, right? Yeah, three days. I was thinking for two years and trying to go back to your wife and say, I've been gone because I've been in the belly of a whale for two years. Well, you know. What wife is going to believe you? See, now that would be an easy one. I'm not spending two years in a fish's belly. I'll spend two years in prison first. Oh, yeah. If it was two years in the belly of a whale. Yeah, but three days, you know, yeah, it's going to stink. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awful. You have plenty of fish to eat, though. Oh, that's so disgusting. And you can be like what, Pinocchio and build a little fire in his stomach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, what, don't, I don't think that's reality. Or Geppetto or whatever. I so, don't think that's any more real than uh, what SpongeBob building a fire at the bottom of the ocean. But still, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to go with the whale because it's quicker. Yeah. You know, Get in and out. With, yeah. In and out, three days versus two whole years. Yeah, I take the same thing. Although, yeah. you know, you could have a, pr- a nice prison ministry in two I'm years. I'm not saying there isn't value to that. That's but true. You so. know what? I'll go do the prison ministry from the outside. There you go. After I've been spit <laughs> out, out the from whale. the whale or the fish Did or whatever. You know, technically, we're going to have to add a song to the songs of the week for the newsboys in the belly of a whale. In the belly. There you go. <laughs> now... Did he like work his way through and out the chute? No, no, no. He was spit How did he get out. out. He, he got spit, spit out. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was. <laughs> he didn't have to go through <laughs> that. The whale actually put its thumb in its mouth and blew really hard, <laughs> and he, he came popped out the, out the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can prove that biblically, but yeah, he he came out. I believe uh, the same way he went in. So right. I mean, hmm. Interesting. I, you know, that it, I'm gonna have to read that book. Three that days part. in the, just, you what know, get it, it over three Jonah? days. <laughs> oh, it's Jonah. And I've never read that book. And then we're gonna take I a three it. day shower after that or yeah, bath. That's probably accurate. Yeah, several baths. Oh, you're well, probably not gonna chemical want any baths. Salt. You're coming out in the ocean. So 
Yeah, you're probably not going to want any salt with your meal for the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or the rest of my life. I'm pepper only now. I'm uh, No, no, throw that away. I don't want any salt. So, yeah. Strange. Be scarring. I had to read that now. You know, as somebody who's... Not, I'm, I can eat fish, but it's not my favorite. So three days, that's all you have to eat is fish. And it's sushi because you can't really cook it inside the belly of a whale. It's fresh, though. So. <laughs> but, you know, depending on how big the fish was, the, you know, the, the aquatic animal was, the, they sometimes eat those fish whole. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're oh, they always and, They open yeah. their mouth and they, they just swim in. in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you, you got a whole fish. Depends there. on the whale. It's going to be hard to, you know, without a fillet knife, it's going to be difficult. It wasn't a killer whale. Killer whale is not going to eat a man, except in pieces. Yeah, I'm guessing. It's got to be big enough. So it has to be one of those open your mouth and swallow you. So a beluga? Maybe. Uh, Are they big? Yeah, belugas are pretty pretty big. big. The blue whale is big enough. And you got to be careful because a lot of them only eat uh, like krill. Mm. It's kind of gross. Fun fact. Shrimp. Do you know know why... (laughs) Flamingos are pink. It's the uh, what is it? It's the owl. No, I think it's their diet. Is no, it? it's the shrimp that they yeah. eat. Yeah, they, they get pink the pine shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, yeah, pink pine shrimp. Yeah, they're actually born white. Correct. Yeah, and I've seen white ones. Yeah, and I've seen white ones with the little pink and. I watch a little David Attenborough now and again. Who's I that? Just, uh, it's a guy that does like all these animal shows. Uh, kind of an older. Um, Oh shoot! I can't even think of his name now. The guy that passed away, that got stung, uh, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, you know, yeah. kind of an outdoorsy kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's got several. Or he he gets a little bit too, you know, tree hugger for me sometimes. A but tree hugger. but for the most part, he's cool. And we actually watched. My wife and I had a date night on Saturday. We watched one of his uh, programs oh. on uh, color in animals and how mm. they use color for mating and all that stuff. And they talked about the flamingos, so, yeah. I'll have to remember that for my next date night, to watch some tree hugger <laughs> we, talk about You know, we color. know how to party at the Rieger household. <laughs> you know, we enjoyed a uh, a fish dinner of sea bass uh, and some other things and salad and whatnot. Yeah, and then, Christina uh, was telling me about that. Yeah, she and then watched good. a little animal. Because we can't get the kids to watch that kind of stuff. And see, we grew up on... Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh yeah, I can watch animal shows for hours. So yeah, good stuff. They animal can be planet. mesmerizing. Oh, they're frankly. amazing. And yeah, I got my dad for Christmas um, the Earth. It's called Earth or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it was uh, like Planet a, Earth. Planet Earth. That's it. See, yeah. I think that's David Attenborough. Oh, is it? I think it is. Okay. Um, yeah, I used to watch all I those guys. Um, the, the one guy that swam with hammerhead sharks and. There's a guy on television that does, he's he's kind of geared, he's on YouTube, actually, as a show, a channel on YouTube, he's kind of geared towards children, and he'll, he'll get stung by these, the nastiest things ever, <laughs> just to see what it feels like. Well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> That's a man right there. Terrible. <laughs> I've never been stung by that before, I bet you that hurts. Let's oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like the most vicious wasp in the creation, or hornet, or whatever, and, um. He was in agony. It was absolutely Well, at least Steve Irwin terrifying. tried to, you know, stay away from that stuff. He would be holding something and like, the first time I ever saw that guy, he's got a scorpion on a rock that's way too small and he's holding his hand and he's spinning it I saw as that. it's going towards his hand and he's not even looking at it. I'm like, dude, look at it. Look, keep your eyes <laughs> on it. He kept looking at the camera. <laughs> What's what you're doing? And I'm like, dude, you're going to die. He's like, oh yeah, if this thing stung me, I'd be laid up here for days, you know? And I'm like, well then stop playing with it, you... Goof. I don't remember the comedian who did a whole skit like that, but he's like, it's the most dangerous snake in the world. I'm going to poke it with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Look at the size oh, of that oh, it, That was um, 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 Iglesias, uh, the big Mexican. Oh, yeah. Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah. Because that, that led into, um, oh, man. He was talking about uh, dealing with, I don't know. <laughs> Game I wish I I yeah. wish I could remember. Anyway, anyway. Oh uh, well, I think we've gotten way off track. We but, have. Uh, you know, it's time for news with Nate. So, in the news recently, you might have heard about the United Methodist Church and the split and the schism 
that, quite frankly, has been going on now for over 40 years, where the progressive, uh, the more progressive members of the assembly are really pushing the boundaries on what is considered to be uh, biblical versus not biblical as it relates to either uh, gay marriage or gay pastors or a number of other things. Mm-hmm. So the progressives within the the, the church, they, they tried for several years to try to find a way to stay unified as one church and, and move forward. But ultimately, there are those who will hold the line and say, this isn't biblical. This is not, there's nothing in here that supports this idea. This idea is actually counter what we see in these scriptures, X, Y, and Z. And for those who who take that position of, I, I want to be faithful to the Word of God, not necessarily to the church, it can put you in a really tough position. And what's happened is it sounds like they finally have come to an agreement on how to split their church after 40 years of, of these uh, internal debates and discussions. Essentially, the progressive members of the party or I should say of the progressive members of the assembly, are essentially paying the conservatives to go away. They're going to give them $25 million wow. to go start their own denomination. Oh, my. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, for those of you who, who've, who've read your Bible, and for those of you that are part of my Bible study, we're going to cover that this week, John the Baptist was killed because... He stood on God's word. Mm-hmm. Mm. When he, when the king wanted to marry his brother's widow, I believe it was, um, John the Baptist said, no, that's not allowed. And since the king wanted to do what the king wanted to do, um, his wife, Herodias, really had a lot of venom that she directed toward John the Baptist. And so the king arrested him. And it was while he was in prison, because he stood on God's word saying, this isn't right, that the king arrested him and eventually his wife had him killed. Well, well, I say it's about time that people stood up for the Bible and these denominations because they're all twisted and they're finally seeing the truth and standing up for it. And then they pay him to go away so they can keep on preaching twist mm-hmm. and non-biblical nonsense. Well, you know, the Bible says that in the last days, you know, people are going to seek out whatever their itching ears want to hear. And, you know, we want to find, we, we want to create, basically, basically it is, uh, um, oh, goodness sakes, it is uh, worshiping a false god. Mm-hmm. It is, a, a, we're basically making images, we're making carved images, same thing. We're making idols. It's, we're saying, I don't like God the way he is, so we're going to shape God into our way of seeing things. We're going to make a God, create a God that looks and smells and does what we want, and then we'll worship him. It's really no different than Aaron making a golden calf while Moses was up on the mountain. Right, <laughs> you know? right. It's exactly the same thing. You right. just make a God of your own creation. Uh, anytime you hear someone say, well, uh, that's not what my God or I couldn't worship that God. You know, the problem is the way that they they look at it. They put themselves first. Right. And you can't do that. If you stand on the word of God, you've got that firm foundation. That's that's the house that's built on the rock. But the moment you start doing what you think, what you want, that's when you're on that house that's built on sand that's going to shift and the come exactly. the, the coming storm will blow it away because it's not built on anything foundational. Mm-hmm. Now, are there parts of the Bible that are that have difficulties in, in modern society? Absolutely. But if you just discard those because they're inconvenient to you, it's not God you're worshiping itself. Right. Right. Yep. So that was why I picked that for today's, new, uh, today's news with Nate, because this is something you're seeing more and more commonly throughout churches everywhere. The, the fallout of this is individual Methodist churches are going to have to decide whether they go with the, the split or do they stay in the the general assembly? And it's really heartbreaking because you shouldn't see this type of division in the house of the Lord. Right. 
No. However, at the same time, you you know, it's it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing simply because like Jesus, you know, like we read in Bible study, uh, I think it was last week, uh, when Jesus said, I came, you know, not to bring people together, I came to divide. Right. Yep. And I'm going to, basically what he's saying is I'm going to divide those who will believe truth from those who don't believe truth and want to do their own thing. And that's going to cause arguments. That's going to cause church schisms. splits. It's going to cause schisms. There you go. I don't know about you, but I just got an epiphany because of that story. Well, first, Methodist folks that are leaving come to the Bible teaching churches, be a regular Christian, follow Christ. That's what you should have been doing the whole time. And I'm glad your eyes are open. Pastor Rick calls them Christ followers, Uh less than calling them Christians. Right, Christ followers. And so... My epiphany is this. Since we're literally looking at end days and the coming of Christ, I believe we're going to see a lot more of this in all denominations because God is pressing in and opening the eyes of, of, of people that he knows that's going to come to him. And uh, they are seeing the truth. They're saying, wait a minute. What you're telling us doesn't line up, and I think it's I think it's going to spread. I think I think we're going to see a lot more of this, and not just Methodists, but in all denominations. Right. What you're saying is we're going to see a polarization. We're going to see people right. polarizing either true, you know, going for you know for the word, going for truth, uh, living for God, or they're going to you know polarize and go farther and farther away. And I think you're right. Exactly. That's fantastic. No more of this fence stuff. You know, we know that. Uh, God's not big on fence straddlers anyway. And you're right. It is happening in other denominations. There are, yeah. um, there, I'm not aware of any denominations that haven't faced this type of argument on some level or scale, and it is increasing. Um, do we want to be people of the world or do we want to be people of God? And it's very easy to go for the people of the world because, you know, if you want to be friends with the world, just do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and you're you're going to be friends with the world because no, you're not standing in the way of, of what the world sees as progress. But when you plant your feet like, on the ground of Christ, you know, they literally killed him because he would stand up and challenge their authority, and tell them right from wrong. And if you think as a Christian, you're going to escape that level of persecution or that level of, I don't know what word I want to say there, but if, if you think you're going to get away in this world of being a Christ follower and not encounter the animosity that Christ encountered himself, you're deluding yourself. But on the flip side, you know, as you said earlier, I'm certainly, I would rather have my life planted firmly on solid rock than have, than build my entire future on sinking sand yeah, it might feel good for a minute or two, but uh, inevitably, it's going to go nowhere. There's Absolutely. actually a song there. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Don't good quit. song. Little old. We're, uh, I would definitely call that an oldie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that technically a hymn? It is technically a hymn, yeah. but yeah. definitely an oldie. And don't quit your day job. Well, I wasn't singing. Oh, I was just saying what the, uh, I'm well aware that my singing voice that leaves much to be desired. I do think I heard like I thought I heard dogs in the back. <laughs> so that's rude. Well, I'm thank so you. Sorry. I was just making a joke. Thank you, Nathan, for uh, that's an amazing story. I was um, very glad to hear that because I'm just glad that people are walking away from from the craziness that they've been taught. And it's awesome. Yeah. It would certainly be a sadder story if like the entire church decided that they were going to go, you know, that whole, you know, progressive way. I think you called it. Most are going to probably. You're right. But it's just nice that there is, you know, there's that, uh, remnant, that remnant, good word, uh, that is, you know, sticking, clinging to the word of God, regardless of what that means. Right. Well, on a, a less light note, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in Michigan? I don't know, Jason. Tell well, us. Well, two days ago. Isn't that Gretchen Whitmer's territory? It is. Governor Whitmer, Whitmer, yeah, I said, I said it right. 
Governor Whitmer declares the entire state of Michigan to be a vaccine prison camp. Obey or stay locked down forever. Ha! Hmm. Interesting. Natural News says, uh, writes this story, in a move that smacks of the Third Reich and the Holocaust, Michigan Governor Whitmer, a malicious criminal and anti-American traitor, has just turned the entire state of Michigan into a vaccine prison camp. Hmm. She has declared that gunpoint enforced lockdowns will not end until up to 70% of the state's adults surrender to being injected with the deadly depopulation bioweapon called a COVID vaccine. COVID vaccine. Freedom is only granted by the Whitmer regime when certain vaccination milestones are achieved. This is from, this is a form of criminal coercion that violates not only the Nuremberg Code restrictions against medical, this is a form of criminal coercion that violates not only the Nuremberg Code restrictions against medical experiments, but also violate fundamental human rights and the requirement for informed consent. Now, I want to skip down to their milestones. Okay. After 55% of Michiganers vaccinated, in-person work will be allowed for all sectors of business. After 60% of Michiganers vaccinated, indoor capacity at sports stadiums, conference centers, Banquet halls and funeral homes will increase to 25% capacity at exercise facilities and gyms will increase to 50% and the curfew on restaurant and bars will be lifted. After 65% of Michiganders vaccinated, all indoor capacity limit percentages will be lifted, requiring only social distancing between parties. Limits on residential social gatherings will be further relaxed and at their goal of 70% vaccinated, gathering and face mask orders will be lifted and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services will no longer employ broad mitigation measures unless unanticipated circumstances arise, such as the spread of vaccine-resistant variants. Wow. Wow. So... Are you going to put the link to that in the show I notes? I am going to put the link to the show notes. And for those of notes. you who might be wondering, you know, that sounds a little far-fetched. You can find this exact same story with uh, with a less powerful wording in the Detroit Free Press. So this is very real. It's very accurate. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, is Michigan has actually got one of the worst outbreaks in the entire country. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, they also have some of the most draconian approaches to to controlling the population, yet they're still getting the worst outcomes. Kind of makes you wonder. It does. It? it should make you wonder. It yeah. should. A thinking person should think, like, okay, something's something's not adding up here. Now, I don't know all the numbers, but I hear that Florida's got a pretty, has a pre, had pretty good statistics, and they are now one of the what, most, most open. open states yep. mm-hmm. that we have. Texas is up there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's... I will tell you this, friends. Um, maybe we'll keep Florida. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got spiders. Maybe maybe we'll rethink that. We might all be moving to Texas because... <laughs> not probably in time, They're starting right? their own country. The uh, that's not the first time that they've done that, but uh, hopefully we don't we don't go down that path again. <laughs> the um, I'll, I'll tell you this, friends. If the way that, that human nature is built. If it has a taste of power, it's almost like a dog with a taste of blood in its mouth. You, it, it will never go back to not right. Right. You have to, you have to stand up to it. You, the government will let you be free again the moment that you choose to be free again, and they realize they can't control you. And Correct. Not one moment before. I've actually heard a couple of, uh, and I believe they were uh, Republican senators, um, and I can't remember who said it, but they were saying, uh, basically, this was before the election. They said, you know, you guys in Michigan, and because it was bad early on, uh, they said, you guys need to just stand up 
you know, for what is right. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to get what you put up with. Mm-hmm. And I thought and I thought at the time, I thought, well, that's kind of harsh, you know, telling people from the state to stand up against their, you know, leadership. But, uh, you know, boy, when you hear this stuff, it's like, OK, maybe maybe they were right on on cue there, right on track. She is also probably one of the least popular leaders of a, of a state in the entire union. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, they they said Governor Whitmer, Whitmer is the new Joseph Mengo, which is the guy known as the Angel of Death. <laughs> wow. Now, I do have a, a small idea came to mind. Maybe we just take the spiders from Florida and move them to Michigan. Ah, no, that we we have innocent people there. That's this, rude. This, yes, this that was wrong in, of me. Put him in her house. As a, Buc- <laughs> as a Buckeye fan, I don't give a D for the whole state of Michigan. <laughs> right, there is a lot of animosity between Ohio and Michigan, and I think it's just getting worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's that. And then here's this. This morning, I get this uh, update. Feds say they have thwarted alleged plot to violently overthrow Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan News Alert. Uh, The FBI said Thursday in an affidavit that stopped a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and overthrow the state government, according to the Detroit News. The plot reportedly involved a a conspiracy among multiple people to kidnap the governor, attack law enforcement, and overthrow governments they saw as violating the U.S. Constitution. An FBI agent wrote in the affidavit, several members talked, quote, several members talked about murdering tyrants or taking a sitting governor. The group decided they needed to increase their numbers and encourage each other to talk to their neighbors and spread their message, end quote. The affidavit was filed one day after the FBI raided a home in Heartland Township, Michigan. And it detailed a kidnapping plot involving six men. Wow. I mean, I don't think that is the answer. Violence is never the answer. Um, I think standing up for your rights. And uh, I mean, what are they going to do? Shoot you? So well, you can don't take the, tempt them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call their Michigan. Call their bluff. Don't get the shot. It's a bioweapon. It might kill you. It might kill other people because of you taking it. I'm honestly more afraid of people that got the vaccine than I was of COVID. Now, not everybody takes that 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 severe of a stand. I understand why there are some people who do choose to take it, and I don't want to denigrate them for having being put in positions where they're forced to or feel like they were forced to. Right. The fact is, is whether it's, you know, whether it is a bioweapon or whether it is a, you know, just a vaccine that hasn't been 100% tested, you know, you still can't really, it, it doesn't seem right to me to force people to take a vaccine that hasn't been completely tested. It's illegal. That's not even FDA approved. That's, in fact, uh, what did we say there a, a couple of weeks ago that uh, insurance companies now are taking a stand that, hey, if you die, because of this vaccine, we're not covering anything because it's an experimental drug. Right. Well, you know, if, if insurance companies aren't behind it, you know, I'm not really good with it either. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And well, we're going to pray for you, Michigan. We are going to pray you for you, are, Michigan. If, if you're going to have faith, don't put it in people. Don't put it in government. Put it in God where That's it belongs. Right. That's Amen. right. Amen to that. All right, so who's gone first this week? Well, I I guess I'm talking, so I'll go ahead and do it. So this week's Song of the Week is brought to you by Seventh Day Slumber. They've been around for a few years, and I have seen them live, and they are absolutely fantastic. Jose, the lead singer, is uh, just, I mean, he he loves Jesus with all his heart, soul, and mind, and he does everything in his power to help uh, young people, especially those who are uh, contemplating suicide. And he did a song a few years back called Awake. And the song basically talks about people learning to love themselves the way God made them and be okay with it. And uh, just to share a couple of lyrics here, he said, uh, let's see here, where should I start? Um, Just so you know, I've never been like you. I'll take what God has made me. I'm not an empty shell. 
and I hope they see instead of following. Finally awake, I'm feeling like today I feel everything. It's all so clear to me, finally awake. And he goes on to say, how many times have I hated who I was, lost sight of what defines me because of airbrush magazines? But now I've come to cherish who I am, sick and tired of faking a life that wasn't mine. So, you know, he's really just talking about, and this is not like, you know, just self-love, you know, self-absorption. He's saying, you know what? God made you who you are. Appreciate it. You know, the Bible says love others as we love ourselves," And that implies that we, you know, we kind of have to love ourselves. And so many people want to, you know, want to be somebody they're not. And so, uh, you know, good job, Jose, for encouraging us to just be who we are. Awesome. Seventh-day slumber, awake. I like that band. They're fun. They are. They are. And they, they rock, too. Yeah, they so do rock. Definitely, if you're a rocker, you're going to like them. Absolutely. Nathan? Why don't you go ahead? All right. So my song is a song that we played this week at church, and it was the uh, first time I've heard it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's called Cornerstone Ooh. by Day of Fire. Uh, great song. I mean, just a good, good tune. It's also a rocking tune, but, you know, it's it's not insane heavy. It's just got a really good rhythm and beat and great lyrics. And well, we did it in church. So. <laughs> well, yeah, we did it in church, so we can't get too crazy. And it's fun to play, too. A lot of fun to play. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the lyrics, um, it's which kind of goes on Nathan's sand comment. I think it was Nathan. Uh, All other ground is sinking sand. A doubting maze of desert land where darkness rules in the heart of man till the sun shines light on him. Lord of all, show your strong. Our knees, we on our knees we fall. Be a cornerstone, be a cornerstone. Be the rock higher than I. Be my fortress wall. Be a foundation for all. My cornerstone. For sure. Awesome stuff. Yeah, awesome good stuff. So this week's song of the week for me, I have to give credit to my wife. Um, oh. She found this one. So my wife's a country music fan. Oh, here, I thought she wrote the song. I'm like, wow, wow. cool. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had no idea. No, she found this one because she's a country music fan. And um, that's just one area I've not heard too much is like Christian country music style. I, mm-hmm. I've not really encountered too much of it. But she found this uh, singer by the name of Ann Wilson uh, who has this song called My Jesus. Okay. What was that look all about? Heart? Ann Wilson? <laughs> Ann Wilson. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> if you grew up in the 70s and listened to rock and roll, you know, Ann Wilson, Heart, you know. Yeah, she's a young what? young blonde girl, so I don't think it's her. <laughs> oh, no, it's not her. Well, this woman's a little bit older now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> Sorry, continue yeah, on. Yeah, obviously I have no idea who Heart is, so that's okay. Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> I know some 80s music. I know who Heart is, but I don't know who Ann Wilson is in Heart, so. Right. All right, so uh, the lyrics on this, it's a very catchy tune. Uh, when you you listen to it, it it's going to, it definitely feels very praise worthy. Like, like it gets you in the mood to, to worship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, it, I'll just go ahead with the chorus. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. All right, it's really. I didn't think I was going to like it when I first heard it. And then I, the more it was playing, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really like this song. So I thought maybe I'd share it with the rest of you and yeah. let you all get a get a little kick out of it. So, right on. But uh, she, yeah, well, this you girl know, does a really good job with it. You know, I'm not a country fan, but I am a fan of music. And if it's a good song, it's a good song. That's, That's true. right. Regardless of the genre. And, yeah, I mean, I, I was checking out some um, Christian blues not too long ago, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. There's Didn't a, you say it was uh, Glenn Kaiser? Yes, Glenn Kaiser, Kaiser yeah, from um, the Resurrection Band. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. One Very of the first, soulful. One of the first Christian rock bands I ever heard. Oh yeah. My buddy in the military. He's like, you don't have to give up rock and roll. You just have to listen to Christian rock. I'm like, what? What are you talking? It was. What are you talking about, Willis? You know, it was one of those moments. Where I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? There's Christian rock, and he introduced me to the Resurrection Band and Petra, and I was just—I felt like I'd been transported to heaven. It was awesome. awesome. But yeah, Glenn Kaiser. Now he's really into blues, and he is awesome. Sweet. 
Good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was good. And I checked out a couple other ones. I, I can't remember their names, but definitely going to look deeper into that. I like the, I love the blues. Um, which brings us to Rick's Thought of the Week. Ooh, Thought of the Week. So uh, this week, just a small, just a short thought. Um, you know, the, the goal here is just to to take us to a place, uh, you know, where we're, we're kind of thinking, you know. Um, I used to do a used to do a daily devotional called Thought of the Day. And the idea was just, you know, every day just try to, you know, kind of focus on one aspect of our life and let God really talk to us. So today's thought comes out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And just this one verse, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And as I think about that, you know, what if... Our main goal on earth is not to be necessarily a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, carpenter or whatever. What if, what if those things are just tools to help us put a roof overhead and put food on the table so that we can do what God has truly called us to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what if, what if maybe the reason we're not living that full and satisfying life is because we're pursuing the wrong thing. You know, I want you to think about that today. It says here, Jesus said, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, this is Paul. Paul said that we are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ to do these good works. In other words, we are saved not to do our own thing. We are saved to do what God has called us to do. With and for a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that purpose is to grow God's kingdom in numbers, and to grow God's kingdom and strength using the gifts that God has given us. So consider that today. What is it, what talent, what gift has God given you? Maybe a spiritual gift if you are a Christ follower, uh, maybe natural talents, maybe just things you've learned along the way. What could you use those things for in order to build God's kingdom that might bring you a level of fulfillment and satisfaction that you have never had before? Because that's what God wants to give you, rich and full life. There awesome. you go. There's the that was beautiful. thought of the day. Yeah. A lot to think about right there. And see a pastor can do it in less than a minute or two. <laughs> Very nice. Just not on Sundays. Just, Just not, not on Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> speak it, brother. Speak it. <laughs> well, folks, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your patronage and your support. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And... Um, a comment or a rating, and that would be much appreciated. And very importantly, share this podcast with your friends. Absolutely. Tell them, you got to check this out. These guys are crazy. They're nuts. It's not your mama's Christian podcast, guys. Check it out. <laughs> All right, with that, say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Good night everybody. <laughs>